Uh, today's podcast is being recorded in the basement of 368, where we had a big gaming tournament a few days ago, and there's candy and old pizza everywhere. How many mil- mini Milky Ways is that, honey? Four. And how many old pepperoni pizzas pieces did you have? Half. Half of one? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. How's the diet going besides that? <sighs> Fuck, I hate dieting and I hate working out more than anything. Except not as much as I hate getting waxed. Okay, that's colorful. All right, welcome to Couples Therapy with Candace and Casey. Uh, we have a very exciting show for you this week. Lots of colorful things for us to discuss. Candace has a piece of paper in front of her with not a single word written on it. <laughs> Honey, what's today's show about? Well, I think today is International Women's oh God. Something Yesterday was International Awareness stuff. Day, Women's Health Awareness Day. So I thought it'd be really funny. I'm- to, I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> to say some words that have to do with women's health. No, I don't want to do this. You know how I'm this makes me feel. I'm not comfortable with any of this. <laughs> the whole thing makes me uncomfortable. You are such a baby. I don't like any of that stuff. No, I I support a women's... I support... Let's just talk about candy or something. <laughs> I can't do it. So I was talking to Dr. P this morning about something. So when you are really close to somebody, like mother-daughter relationship, and then you go to like sister relationship, and then you go to best friend, and then you go to husband or whatever. Okay. You tend to lose boundaries. That's fair to say, right? And you tend to act and say things, you act towards and say things to the people you're closest to that are, that you would never say to a stranger or a coworker or an acquaintance, right? Fair to say? I mean, I'm hanging on by a thread, but keep going. So she was telling me, I'll just read my notes, that... Do you always take notes when you're with the No, it was just so good. These are my notes, and I just have to say them out loud. They don't make sense. Ground rules. Spouses need formality and respect and kindness, something that goes out the window. Treat them... You end up treating them worse than a stranger because you are so close, and they are always around. The ones closest are the ones that require formal guidance. Okay. I would never say to somebody that I work with or a friend, I can't talk to you, and then close the door on them and then walk away. I would never. I would say something like, okay, look, I see you're upset, but I'm running out the door. I promise we'll talk about it later, okay? And the closer you get to someone, the more you just assume they're always going to be there, so you start to treat them worse and worse and worse. Don't you think that? That makes sense. So what she's saying is that she was suggesting that for you and for me to have ground rules that we can develop on our own for how to argue, quote unquote. So like we never, you never get to say, okay, and then walk away. But that's my favorite way to conclude an argument. It's not concluding. There's no conclusion with that. That is a big, wide, open fucking door. And on the other side of it is a, is a two inch precipice that leads to like an abyss. I'm not sure that was the correct use of the word precipice. (laughs) Is it not? <laughs> no. What's a precipice? Um, a, a pre- that's like an SAT vocabulary question. I never took the SATs. Precipice means at, at the ab- to be at the absolute. You're standing at the precipice. Yeah, it means it's you're, like a. It means you're at the absolute edge of something. 
So it can't be a tidy precipice. Well, I don't think there's a quant. I'm just going to. It's not this quantifiable. It's a descriptor. Uh, no, I think it's it's absolute. Therefore, it's not quantifiable. Oh. It either is or it isn't. It's a binary. Okay, so like maybe this show should be called Vocabulary Lessons with Candace and Casey. <laughs> we could still use the same intro. So <clears throat> I think that it's kind of interesting what she said. So to do then, first of all, to do a, an activity with your spouse or partner. Okay. Seems unnatural, but I think it makes sense. Um, okay, so I think what's interesting about what you were saying is when in the heat of battle, that is you and I fighting about something or another, I remember once like saying to you that you're super irrational when it comes to um, accepting advice. Like you, you're belligerent about it, and when I said that to you, I'm I'm just using I'm it as an example. Just, Bear with me, okay? I can't. There's something in my eye. No shit. <laughs> and the way you reacted to it was no, not true. Whenever my employees give me advice, I'm open minded and I listen. And I'm like, yes, but I'm not your employee. You're much more comfortable shutting me down or arguing mm-hmm. with me or treating my suggestions or ideas as. Um, hostile mm-hmm. versus an employee, which you can which you can uh, you know interpret more objectively. Mm-hmm. But, so I think that's kind of dovetails with what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I still don't really. You made it seem like it was this relevatory thing, and I'm not really following along. Ugh, this podcast is making me bored. Uh, speak we, for yourself. Oh, you're into this? Well, because you're not allowing your mind to wrap your head around it. So how do we not? offend each other when we're fighting. Like my number one ground will would be to like, if you can't talk about it right that moment, you don't shut it down. You say, I want to talk about it, but let's talk about it later, okay? And I say, <sighs> okay. I just kind of like, you know how when you're hungry, all you think about is being hungry, but when you've eaten, you don't think you'll ever be hungry again for the rest of your life? No. I'm glad we're on the same page. So... Because when we're fighting, I just sort of feel like we're going to fight for the rest of our marriage and then get divorced. But the minute the fight's over, i.e., like, I don't think we're fighting. Are we in a fight right now? No, no. right? There's nothing. Clean slate, right? I mean, there's a lot, but... I don't, I don't remember us being in a fight. You were, like, cool this morning about stuff. I'm fine. Okay, so we're not fighting right now. Therefore, I kind of feel like we're never going to fight again, so none of this conversation really, like... No, but that's exactly why you make the guidelines right now. The guidelines, even in war... Aren't there, aren't there like... Now here, now this is much more, now we're getting, now we're talking. Right? Well, sure, you've got the Geneva Convention. Right. Which you establishes a set of rules. You can and you can't do certain things in war. Okay. Okay, it doesn't mean you're not fighting. doesn't mean Are there's no battle. Are you familiar with the term total war? No. So total war is a term defined as... By the way, I just want everyone to know, this is my life right now. <laughs> It's not just that he is always talking when we're in the podcast. It's always. When I'm trying to go to sleep, he sneaks in, sits at the foot of my, where my, sits next to me and goes, Candace, can I talk to you about some stuff? And then this stuff is not important to me. It's shit like this. I was watching this World War I documentary. And you know what? And then it's like, ugh, okay, go ahead. All right, continue. This total war is when sort of all rules go out the window and it just becomes sort of a fight for survival, 
wherein um, no respect for your opponent or enemy is is uh, paid. It's just about surviving and maybe winning, even if winning is a Pyrrhic victory. And I feel like when we fight, especially when it's serious, you default to total war immediately. That is your that is your default. That is just where you go to. As in it's like scorch earth, fuck the world, don't care, impenetrable sort of fortress of hostility. I'm definitely impenetrable. Was that a sex joke? Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, okay. That's why we should have ground rules. But it's not oh, just I'm for me. You won't observe those ground rules. We've never set them up. It's been a total war free-for-all for the last 15 years. I'd like to set up some ground rules. The Geneva Convention, the KC and The CNC Geneva Convention. Geneva rules. Where would you like to begin this? I don't know. Where would you like to begin it? I think I might be sick from the baby, and I don't want to sniff into the microphone. Should we just cancel the podcast? No, God, no. It's impossible to get you down here. Okay, where do we want to begin it? Um, How about when I, me not talking over you when you're That's trying to impossible. Talk? You will never not talk over We've me. never had guidelines. That's what we're doing right now. So don't shit on every idea that we're going to throw out here. The only way that you could not talk over me is if you were to, like, hide under the blanket. I'm writing it down. Candace, don't talk over Casey. While hiding under the blanket, but having your hands outside of the blanket, so I know you're not covering your ears. <laughs> no, because you won't. You sure you won't use words to interrupt, but you'll roll your eyes at everything I, I do say. I roll my. I can't. Okay, am I supposed a, to not roll my eyes? That's what I said. Put your head under the blanket. Wait. Put your face face down in the in the. Is rule number one not to talk over you, or is rule number one to put myself under a blanket with my hands out every time we I think fight? The, <laughs> I think you put your, the blanket thing. That's not reasonable. Well, it could be like you could use your coat or something. Why? Because you just to, don't want to see my face? Do you know what a welder's mask is? I do. Do you not want to see my face? No. So rule number one for Candace and Casey's Geneva Convention rules about arguing is I have to hide my face. Yeah. <laughs> you communicate with your face. And you know how hard it is when you're like in the, a, battle, a battle of emotions and you're really pouring yourself out there trying to be clear and articulate so you can be understood and the person you're speaking to is just in a perpetual state of eye rolling. Their <laughs> eyes are just, your eyes are like a fucking slot machine just rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. I know, it pisses you off so bad. It doesn't matter what I say. Like I can start by being like, okay, look, here's the thing. Eyes roll. And it's like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Don't pee my pants. What else is on the list, Candace? Well, I'm, I'm trying to make the list. So we've got Candace hides her face. And that's real. How about just Candace doesn't roll her eyes? Impossible. It's like saying Candace doesn't fight. This is why it's impossible. Because I'm trying to do this and you like I understand are just shitting your limitations. all over it. That's I've, like that'd be like if the actual Geneva's convention say you can shoot people but you can't shoot them you can't shoot them in the face. It's like come on, it's impossible. We're talking about machine guns here with a high rate of fire. You can't like get that granular. You can you There's can n- try. To not shoot people in the face in, in total war, machine guns. Try. You can try. You're going to hit them in the face. You can try. And you then can day say I one didn't of, mean to. And then on day one of the war, all the rules are out the window because the first no, one was broken. The rule is, like, is still there. It doesn't matter how many times you break it. You have to get to school at 830. 
you're late every single day. It doesn't mean the rule changes. The rule is still 8.30. Right, but there's no consequence for that rule. Therefore, the rule might as well not exist to begin with. It's the rule like a, still exists, though. It does. You're the, talking the, such a load of fucking crap right becomes, now. The rule becomes like a suggestion. At it's that not point. a. Okay, forget it. This, this this exercise is over. So what, what did you do today, bub? I talked to a bunch of CBD people about CBD stuff. Have we talked about that in the pod before? No. At all. The pod. Who are you? Cast. <laughs> Oh, maybe we have. Maybe I've mentioned it. Listen. Look, I'm just going to... I'm not so... I'm not into CBD. I don't even own anything with CBD in it. I was given some CBD stuff and I gave it away. But I like the idea of it. So Candace has been talking about, hey, honey, just a, your doodle there um, does reflect a little bit of the uh, Warmach. That is the German... It's the French... It's the Maltese cross. Okay, I'm just saying you're pushing into Nazi Nazi territory there. The Maltese cross? That is the symbol that looks like the German Wormack. So if I wrote M-O-S-S. That's fine. But if you just wrote the S-S. What if I wrote M-O-S-S like that? That Now we're Nazis. <laughs> Let's just avoid it altogether. A couple of nice Jewish couple here. Everybody listening? Nice Jewish couple. Um... Candace has been talking about how to diversify what she does with Billy and has been thinking about selling CBD. Well, it's going to be less like CBD. CBD is the part of weed that doesn't get you high, but it's supposed to have like what therapeutic. It makes you relax. It takes away pain or something. It's like a cure-all. I'm just going to call it Candace's snake oil. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Snake oil by Billy. But it's legal and they sell it everywhere in New York and I do think 99% of it like is just... It's probably just like a bottle of canola oil. It's probably not canola Honey, I don't, I, when I eat candy while doing the podcast, I'm very careful. Casey, shut up. Can, that should be next rule in the Geneva Convention. No, no telling to, no Casey. Saying shut up. To Casey. <laughs> what were you talking about? CBD. CBD, are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the process. The problem is like, I have so much going on in my life. Like what? And I really, truly, like, real talk right now, like, no more joking around. I think you don't respect that. Why do you say that? Because, like, running two brands is not easy. Okay. Running one brand in my 20s and 30s when I wasn't married and didn't have a kid was fun and rewarding and exciting, and I was proud of it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Now, I feel like it's very hard for me... I have these fun ideas for Billy and, like, really wacky, crazy, over-the-top ideas. And I'd say, like, 9.9 out of 10 of them just go in the file, get filed away for later. And I don't have time to figure out how to do them. What are you spending your time doing? Maintenance on the both brands. Okay. And running my third company, which is the Nice Dad Home. So what of your responsibilities at work could you offload to someone else? Meaning that there's a, there's a grouping of responsibilities that are unique to you. And that's all you should be... In a perfect world, that's all you're focused on. But in the real world, what, what of those opportunities can you, can you put on someone else? I feel you have smart like people I've, working for you. No, I feel like I've put 
all that I can put on other people. I have Morgan and Jessica and Michaela, and then Hannah also helps out even though she does Finn. Then I have outsourced the bookkeeping. I no longer do that. I have outsourced the um, marketing. I no longer do that. I have outsourced most of our production. I have... There's not a whole lot that I can, like, hand off. Everything that I still have is stuff that requires the heart and the soul and the grit of me. Okay. Okay? And I don't have any more to give is the problem. I don't... I I am spread too thin. I'm spread too thin. And I've said this before. Instead of being, like, really good at running two brands and really good at being a mother, I'm just a little bit good at both. How do you fix it? I don't know. I don't know. But it causes me a lot of heartache. Okay. I don't know that I have advice for you. No, you don't because I know you th- look at me and you think you're a, you're a loser. I, that is so far from the truth. You think, stop complaining, stand up and do it. Mm. What do you want to do? Like... No, it, 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 what I think, and the reason why these conversations always end so fast, is I look at it completely like a robot would look at it. I look at it completely unemotionally, entirely objectively, try to figure out what the problems are, what solutions are for, actionable solutions are for those problems, and then enact those actionable solutions. And I have little sympathy for any version of addressing, especially a business problem, that doesn't look like that. It's like an action plan, a war plan. Okay, so what is emotional about the actual fact that I am spread too thin? No, nothing. It's just once this conversation begins and we start to get into the way that I address it, you kind of take it as an affront, then it immediately gets all emotional and then it falls apart. Because I don't, because I, you know why? And no. I hate to reduce it to this. It's because guys will never understand. Well, I think that that's totally fair. You know? And you're like, oh, you should do a YouTube channel. Like, and granted... That was your idea, Bob. No, it wasn't. That was your idea. Oh, it was my idea. Thank you. But I'm not trying to do, like, a vlog or anything. I just wanted to put up videos, like, once a week They heard the last upload. Oh, that I think are funny. And you're like, do it yourself. And I'm like, what, are you fucking crazy? Like, I can't do... I can't learn how to edit, do that, and do everything else I'm doing. And I feel like your attitude was just like, just do it. Just just make it happen. Just do it. And I'm like, well, maybe I need to find someone to do the videos for me. No, you can't. You have to learn to do it yourself. It's your voice. It's your this. And it's like, last night I said, how many female YouTubers that are successful do you know? And you're like a million. I'm like, how many have a business that's a brand that's completely outside of their YouTube character that's successful? You're a million. How many mothers do it that are successful? Tons. How come? How many mothers do it whose children aren't the subject of their video? You're like, oh, like put all those things together. Where the fuck am I supposed to fit in a YouTube video well, once you, a week? Well, you just said you don't want to be a YouTuber, so I'm not sure that's a fair parallel. But what I, I was saying, a YouTuber, but I what I was be- saying is like you, you, your cleverness, which is the backbone of your brand. Um, the best part of your brand, which is your wit and your humor and your self-awareness and all that stuff, that should be embodied with your videos that you want to make. And the video ideas that you've told me are exactly that. They're a, a, a visual manifestation of your funny, 
awesome, excuse me, clever sense of humor. And um, I just don't think that that when you take an idea like that and you want to convert that idea into a video, that that's something you can just tell someone to do. And to qualify that statement, and you're fucking married to a guy who's made, who has 1,100 videos on a YouTube channel with 3 billion views. Like, if there's one thing I understand, it's execution of, of just this, making little videos that, that illustrate an idea. And I also think that your brand is more valuable than any of your products and that you should deprioritize everything that you're doing that's not furthering of the brand, have other people work on all that stuff. And the only thing you're focused on is how you can promote that brand and that brand identity. And I think having a video element of that could be tremendously, tremendously popular. And I think that to bring in someone talented, like I was talking about Anne, who's a super amazing, brilliant YouTube, not a YouTuber, filmmaker and YouTuber friend of mine, you might be able to convince these people, or even Jack, you might be able to convince these people to make a video or a couple videos for you. But if someone's talented enough to actually take your ideas and turn them into a video, they're not going to want to do it for you for very long for whatever you can afford to pay them. So for me, it's like, yeah, invest some time in this and learn it. And I've seen how you can use Instagram. I see how you use these other creative things. I see how you design your work. And I think it'll be front, it'll be, there'll be a front load when it comes to the burden of learning it. But six months from now, you'll have this understanding where you can, you'll have this power, this tool, this weapon that you can conquer the world with. And that weapon is you being able to take your ideas and turn them into videos that can then go anywhere, which is absolutely the future of building a brand. So that's what I think. I think that's strategic. That's comprehensive. It's, it's also practical and it's actionable. And if you disagree with that, I totally get it and I hear you, but where do you want me to go from there? A different idea until you agree with me? No, I do agree with you. The only thing I don't agree with is that I can't do it on my own. I don't want to do it on my own. I don't want to sit and edit a video every week, even if it's a two-minute video. I don't want to do it. I'll write it and I'll say what it should sound like and look like and then I want somebody else to do it. I just don't think, I don't think you can do that. I don't think it works like that. Well, cool. I'm, look, I'm, see, this is what I mean, why I can't give you objective feedback without having you getting all emotional and upset. Now you're upset at me because I'm not telling you what you want to hear or I'm disagreeing with you. I'm not upset. You, were, oh, you said, okay, cool, and then you sighed, which everybody got to hear, and then you rolled your eyes, which I got to see. So like, how about just something that's like, I get it, I understand, I hear where you're coming from. I do, I, I get it, I works. understand, I hear where you're coming from, but... You with your resources and you being like basically the godfather of YouTube as we know it right now. Why can't you be like, honey, I will find you someone and you don't have to worry about it. Just do you. Just come up with the ideas. You are like a god that can shake a tree and 50 people will come out that can make my perfect videos. I'm not asking you know, to build a car you're, for me. You're dreaming right now. I explained to you, like, it's, it took us 10 months at 368 to find somebody who could make us smart little videos. And the videos that are being made for 368 are brilliant, but they still are, you know, they're, they're primitive. They're just getting started. And we're eight months in, in yeah, tremendous resources. With all due respect, Casey, you, don't, you, don't, you aren't 100% sure what your voice is at 368. 
I am 100% sure what Billy, Billy's voice is. Okay, so then I guess what I'm telling you is I, you, I, I completely disagree. I, I can't shake a tree and find somebody like that. If there's one thing I struggle with, it's finding creators who are capable of taking other people's ideas and turning them into something special. I tried to build businesses around that. It's a very hard thing to do, especially in the YouTube community. I think the YouTube community is incredible at taking their own ideas, like what I do, your own ideas, and turning them into videos. When it's somebody else's ideas, it's really, really hard, which takes us full circle, which is why I think you investing the capital, capital is in time, energy, and effort, to figure out how to visualize your own ideas will pay dividends in the long run because you won't be dependent on anyone. I think if you were to find someone who's as capable as you need right now, that someone will not stay around for long. Because why would I do it for you if I could do it for myself? Is the attitude. No? I don't know. I, don't, I agree with you and I disagree with you. I'm willing to, sit, to like split it down the middle there. I see what you're saying. And I, I want to end this, this, di- this, okay, like, okay. this dialogue be because it's getting boring. But I, I agree with you. And I disagree with you. And I think that there there is someone out there that's willing to do to do that would be willing that would connect with me. Like Morgan understands my voice. I can tell her to do something, she'll do it, and it's done. It's definitely me coming through her little body and her fingers, and there it is. But she lacks a very specific skill set. Well, I don't want to talk bad about Morgan. That skill she doesn't know how to make movies. Oh, no. Okay, but that's no, that's what skill. I'm saying. But what I'm saying is if I you need to posi- find someone like Morgan who can do my videos. Right, but uh, what I'm saying is that specific skill set combined with that understanding makes someone incredibly valuable and incredibly rare. And I struggle to find those people. I mean, our whole business at 368 is the way we make money is we find brands that want to work with smart creators to make clever content. And it, every part of that equation is, is super hard. It's super hard finding people who can take someone else's idea and turn it into something and then have that something be great. And for everybody to be like, yes, that's it. That's what I was thinking. And that's just what it should look and feel like. Okay. <sighs> Candace and I were supposed to go on a date tonight. I think I'm we... going to prove you wrong, by the way. Okay. Go ahead. I was what? just... Cancel the date? You said you wanted to cancel the date. I did. You did? Yeah. It's fine. I've got like so many dates set up when you're gone. I'm going away tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., and we're supposed to go to the movies tonight, but if we go to the movies tonight, it means I don't get to see the munchkins, and then I'm gone in the morning, and then they'd be so upset. And I feel like you're, as an adult, okay with me leaving. You don't cry. You don't get upset. You don't say goodbye. You don't call me. When (laughs) I come back, you usually don't notice that I've been gone. Um, You say things like, oh, back so soon, whether I've been gone for an hour or three weeks. Um, But the little ones get upset. So I figure I'm going to prioritize the babies over Me. Our, our date. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. I get it. But we were supposed to go see that movie called, what's it called? Stockholm. Yeah, I want to see that. The premiere, we we're supposed to go to the premiere of Stockholm. It's about the Stockholm syndrome. You know, like when you fall in love with your captors, apparently it's a real thing. Like there was a bank robbery in Stockholm and everybody fell in love with the bank robbers. Great idea for a movie. Do you think that most women in relationships are experiencing some sort of Stockholm Syndrome? Oh, God, that went so deep and so <laughs> fast. Why can't we just keep it light and talk about movies, Candace? Uh, we, why, you think? No, I don't. I hope not. <laughs> for everyone's sake, for the sake of humanity, I hope not. Uh, That's really tough. 
So funny. It's not really, funny. Not funny at all. That's really difficult. I'll have to get on a plane tomorrow at 5 a.m. The cheapest flights were at 5 in the morning. You love it. Well, I don't like having to go to the airport at 5 a.m. I hate that. What airport are you going to? Jifka. Don't know why you do that to yourself. Because the only airlines that go out of Newark are United, and they ain't got no flights. Mm. I realized something. Nope. That w- how far you are from an airport mm-hmm. has a direct a impact sh- on your yeah. happiness in life? Yes. I agree. I won't fly out of JFK anymore, only Newark. Because so, it shaves an hour off my travel time. Yeah. To, Plus, I'm no longer mint on JetBlue. I thought they fixed that for W-T-F. you. WTF. No. So I will always be upset about that because I'm the one that told you about JetBlue so long ago, back in the day. So just to, when you live in New York City, um, to get to the airport is one of the very worst experiences any human being could ever endure. Mm, maybe that's a little extreme. Go no, to the that guy's shitting on the corner. <laughs> when I walked home the other day was definitely the worst. Okay, besides that guy. Or the guy with the erection on the... With for my first time on a subway in New York City when I was an intern. Sit across. Literally, first time in a train. Guy sitting across from me has on some running shorts, long beard, kind of weird. And then I see like, mm, something's happening. But I'm like, oh, he just doesn't realize that his dong is hanging out. And then the dong gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, oh, my God, New York City, get me out of here. It was really eye-opening. That sounds traumatic and horrible. Welcome to being a woman. Oh, God. I know that I keep bringing up women, but it's like you men just don't understand. That is the truth. Remember when they caught that pervert standing at the playground by our house? Yeah. And all the moms were pointing (laughs) sending the picture of him with his hand in his pants. It like went around to all the moms. Well, to look out for the guy, but I was wondering, like, what would I do in that situation? What would you do? I, I'm, I worry that I would beat the ever-living hell out of the guy and that my kid seeing me beat somebody up would be more psychologically damaging to her than her not realizing some guy was was being, you know, was... Had his Have you ever on. seen your dad get crazy and hit somebody? Mm-mm. Owen's seen me beat the shit out of someone before. Oh, that was in Costa Rica on yeah. the trip. Owen and I got robbed once and I chased down the robber. Who was? A uh, woman. Yeah, but I didn't... Don't be... <laughs> let's not be absurd. No, I know. Um, I didn't strike the person. I, I caught her by her hair and she like went... We were running full speed. And by the time I caught her, she like went flying... And threw my wallet, and I grabbed my wallet. But she definitely got hurt. No. She's a thief. Thief. But Owen saw the whole thing, and it was, like, gnarly. I was, like, screaming after the person. Otherwise, we would have lost everything, all of our IDs and our money and everything in the middle of Central America. It's fine. You did the right thing. I'm sure she was fine. I'm sure. You're sure she was fine. What's, what else is going on? Owen turns 21 on Sunday. Oh, yeah. How weird. 21-year-old kid. So weird. So weird. But I feel like he's been 21 for a while now. He's very mature and smart. He's great. It's the other ones that are going to be real bad. <gasps> Francine told me something really bad. Oh, God. I don't even know if I can well, say it. Well, let me it. just set the stage. Fran is, Franny's four now. 
You have, I don't know if you've ever seen a four-year-old. They're pretty much babies. Some four-year-olds still wear diapers. Ours doesn't, but some do. They're babies. And she asked if she was old enough to go to the mall by herself. We live in New York City. Like 15 is questionably old enough to go to the mall, but she is four. She still, she can't read. And she said, Daddy, can I go to the mall? Am I old enough to go to the mall by myself? Mm-hmm. So what'd she do? Is it something gross? If it's gross, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it. Why are you bringing, it. you know how I, I don't like well, that. Well, we could talk about what she said when I, I was trying to tell her. I'm always trying to like manipulate her into thinking it's cool to have a sister. Oh, uh, yeah. So she'll so, be nice to her. So she'll be nice to her. But I think she likes her unless she you're does. around. Then yeah. it's all competitive and cutthroat. Yeah. When mom's around, everything's bad. So she said, uh, I said, oh, and you're going to ha- share a bathroom so you have a connection between your room and Georgie's room and you're going to be playing and the door's going to be closed. I'm going to knock on the door and say, Franny, Georgie, it's time to go to dinner. And you're going to say, stay out, mom. It's sister time. And she's like, what am I going to say? And I, so I had to tell her the whole story over and over again because that's what I have to do now. And then I was like, yeah, and you're going to be like making a mess with all your clothes and being fun and playing games and like teaching her bad words. And her eyes got huge. And She's like, like what kind of bad words? <laughs> I was uh, like, I don't know, just bad words. She said, I know. And I was like, what? She goes, and I was like, what? She goes, maybe. I said, I can't hear you. What'd you say? She goes, fuck. And I was like, Francine, do you even know what that means? She goes, no. (laughs) But she thought that was awesome that she could teach Georgie bad words. Wait, you didn't correct her or say that's an inappropriate word and... She knows it's a bad word. That's why she was whispering it. Oh, Candace. Uh, what are you doing to our daughters? Mm, they're cute. I am sick, Candace. Sick and tired of your shop. No, I caught it from Francinita. Um, all right. Are we doing messages from the audience anymore? No. We're yes. Not, I like doing I don't that. No, I didn't check any of them. I could see what's on here right now. I'm listening to a podcast called The. Ballad of Billy Balls, and it's about a murder. Balls. And it's fantastic. It's way better than this podcast. So if you're looking for a really interesting podcast, go check out Crime Town Presents The Ballad of Billy Balls. Balls. It's not that kind of balls, you sociopath. Why do you keep saying that? Balls. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. He was like a rock musician who got murdered, and it's like a murder mystery podcast. We don't have any of that in our life. Thank the Lord. Yeah, We've yeah. got balls. You've got balls. Yeah, anything? Hey, Casey and Candace. I'm a big fan of the show. I just discovered you guys, so I've been binging um, on your show every single morning. And I was wondering um, if you guys, like, for lack of a better term, let each other be friends with people of the opposite sex. Like, in my own relationship, my fiancé thinks that it's impossible for males and females to be friends without being, like, attracted to each other. And, um it seems like you guys are exposed to a lot of people from the opposite sex. So I was just wondering about that and what you guys do and, and how you navigate that. That's a good question, actually. You, have, you don't have any friends that are guys, do you? Mm, yeah. Like who? Roy. Roy's okay. Ash. I don't know that person. Cassandra, I don't have a single friend that's a girl. Do I? I don't know. Do you? No, I don't really have many friends that are girls. I do have some friends that are girls, especially from the creator community. Well, let's just ask this. Socially, do you think you could have a girlfriend that you're not attract, like sexually attracted to? 
What about... What? Wait, no, the way that you ask that question is, do you think you could be friends with someone that you that is attractive? Well, I guess the question, Cassandra, is are the guys that you're hanging out with totally hot, cool dudes? Because then the question is, why aren't you attracted to them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that you can really be attracted to... I don't think you can be... Can you? I don't know. I think, like, what does hanging out mean? It means, like, when I think of the girls that I'm around with, like, much of our staff here at 368 are female. That makes it very easy because the border, the boundaries of our relationship is employer-employee. It could not be more platonic. Then when I think about, like, my friends that are girls that I have some sort of, like, other work relationship with, like, Anna I was just talking about... It's it's like we always have something to talk about that's not personal. I think where like a line a line would get drawn for me is if I had friends that were girls that were close and we like went out and got drinks together and chit-chatted. That I mean no judgment on others. That would make me super I feel like that would be that'd be pushing it. If you had guy friends that you were just friends with and you went out and got drinks with them, went out and gotten drunk with them. No, I would not be okay with that. I think when you get married, it just... Yeah, you don't get to do that anymore. You don't anymore. get to do that anymore. And to be honest, like, when you do that when you're dating, you only can get away with that because you can always call the other person a control freak. But, like, if hanging out means, go- like... I don't know how to answer this question. Look, going out with a group of friends and there's guys there, I think that's totally fine. fine. But if you're One in a committed, one. serious relationship that's on the road to either having a child together or being married or both... You have to give it up. Even Roy, who's like my brother, best friend, like from another mother guy, we don't hang out anymore. He's married. I'm married. Um, Luckily, you and his wife are both cool with it. But I think that if he and I started like going to dinner together after work. Yeah, just be weird. It'd be weird. And he's like the least because he's a friend. He's just, it's not a threat. So if it was a guy that I didn't know. And I was like, oh, I'm just going out to dinner with Larry. We might grab a few drinks. It's like, what are you talking about? You're married. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. You if give I up. said to you, I'm like going out with Susie. What are the funny names I always use for girls? Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> if I said to you, honey, I'm going out. Barbara, I don't even know anybody. <laughs> name. Honey, I'm going out with Barbara again tonight. We're gonna get a couple glasses of wine and have. It's strange. Yeah, you just can't. It's like I'm sorry. So if he's getting upset about it, then. You have the right to be like, well, where's my ring? Yeah. <laughs> or you have to just sort of deal with it. Just like it, I don't go out till four in the morning, except for that one time. How does a Beyonce go, song go? If you like it, then you should put, put a ring on it. Yeah, that one time you're out till four in the morning and got in trouble for it. Or I just do what sick. I do, which is just don't mention it. Do your thing and don't bring it up. It's like it never happened. It's true. Totally works. No conflict. Just a little guilt. <laughs> and that fades in time. All right. Is that it for questions? That's the best you can come up with, lady? I mean... All right. So we're, we're not going to do any questions this week so you didn't do your damn homework? No. I feel like it was a boring episode. This is a terrible episode. No, it wasn't. I'd like to apologize to everyone who's hung in. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, Billy. Visit Billy... What's your website called? Love Billy. Visit lovebilly.com and buy sweatshirts and say, hey guys, thanks for sponsoring Candace and Casey with podcasts. <laughs> no, what's it called? Couples Therapy with Candace and Casey. And then go buy some sweatshirts. Okay. While you're at it and while you're there, swing by youtube.com slash Casey Neistat. 
and click like and subscribe. <laughs> Smash that like Smash button. Smash that <laughs> subscribe button. Um, all right. Don't forget to... Do we have to do the outro? We do. Go. I'll do it. Go. Makes me uncomfortable when you hold the microphone like that. Go. <laughs> Don't forget to like us, subscribe, and give us five stars because it makes us proud. And thanks to Anchor for not weighing us down with their nice. awesome app where you can record, edit, publish, and monetize your podcasts all in the palm of your hand. Be good, but when you pop the microphone, I don't know how you don't hear yourself. <gasps> nobody, nobody likes that in their ears. I run and I listen to podcasts. I'm in my ears the whole time, I can't. You know what I don't like when I listen to NPR? <laughs> I'm like, somebody give that bitch a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like this whole podcast, we're like eating candy and coughing and burping and just two so disgusting funny. human beings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week. Same time, same place. <laughs> As usual. As usual. Bye. Bye.